This is a podcast for Functional Ecology, a British Ecological Society publication. Hello, my name is Frank Harris and I am the Assistant Editor for Functional Ecology. Today I have Pablo Palacios and Ji Chen with me who are the guest editors for our Carbon Soil special feature which was published in our June issue. So I'd just like to start by doing some introductions. I'll ask Pablo, you know, who are you, where are you from, and what are your research interests? So, hello, Franks. Thanks for the invitation. Well, uh, my name is Pablo Garcia Palacios. I work at the Institute of Agricultural Science, which belongs to the Spanish Research Council, which is like the largest research institution in Spain. It has institutes all over the country. And in our case, we are located in, in Madrid. And I lead the Ecosystem Ecology and Agroecology Lab. So in this lab, we are doing uh, research at the interface between ecosystem ecology, soil biogeochemistry, microbial ecology. And we try to understand different issues related with the influence of plants, soil organisms on carbon and nitrogen cycling all under the influence of global changes, particularly climate, climate warming. And we are addressing these sort of relationships in different systems. We are working particularly in urban systems, agroecosystems, and also natural systems such as, such as drylands. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And now I will ask G the same question. Hello, Frank, and hello, Pablo. Thanks for the invitation. So I'm Ji Chen a tenure-track researcher from Aarhus University, Denmark. So my research aims to explore the underlying mechanisms associated with soil carbon and nitrogen cycling under various global change drivers and the ecosystem disturbance. And uh, I, I was a farm boy, so I like plants, animals, and the soils. So that's why I chose to do research on ecology. Ecology is beautiful, and I love your ecology. Fantastic. Thank you for that. That's great. And um, I'll ask the two of you now as well. Just, we'll start with Pablo. Uh, can you discuss, I mean, G's already covered it a little bit, but why you became an ecologist, you know, any advice that you might have for other ecologists, and, you know, where do you hope the field to be moving towards or going? That's a big question, but, you know, Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you, Frank. Sure, I'll try to answer. So yeah, I think that my interest in nature generally started in summer trips I was doing with my parents. They like it a lot to hike in forests and mountains in my home country in Spain. So I think when that's when all that started. Then in high school, I continue to pursue this interest. And then I, I study environmental sciences as my bachelor's degree at the Rey Juan Carlos University in, in Madrid. And that's about the, the beginning on, of, 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 of all of that. So yeah, any advice for ecologists? I think that, well, all research areas, ecology, physics, chemistry, everyone is quite an, a competitive work because, you know, we are all complaining about the lack of funding. So my main advice for any people considering to start or to enroll in a PhD, would be really to love what you are doing because it's going to be a hard work and it will be way easier to finish it and keep your, you know, your level of confidence high if you really like the research uh, topic you have chosen. 
and and it's just much easier to move on from from there. Yeah, and then the second part of your question is quite kind of difficult. I'm not sure if I'm the right person to to answer that. What is ecology should be moving towards? Well, I just want to highlight that we are in a climate emergency right now. So we were just struggling with a massive heat wave here in Spain, in our city, in Madrid. We have like 42 degrees in the month of June, which is crazy. I mean, we are living in the center of the Iberian Peninsula, so it's a hot place, but we never experienced this sort of very early heat waves. So I think that ecology should be going to the streets. We should be putting our expertise just to help different social movements and collectives just to yeah to, to force our politicians to act for and to fight the climate change which is more one of the most urgent needs that we have as a society right now fantastic yeah and that's that's the whole purpose of this podcast we're trying to unpack what can be quite you know heavy research and lots of terminology and we're trying to get this out to a wider audience and make sure they understand the importance of carbon soil. So let's just move on quickly. Uh, I want to ask, you know, you've talked about your background, why you got interested in ecology. How did you move into carbon soil storage? And I'll ask G that to start. How did that emerge as a really interesting and important topic for you? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, I, I grew up with crops and soils. So when I pursuing my bachelor degree in the university, it's an agricultural university in China, also a top agricultural university in China. So at that stage, I, I get the opportunity to know the climate change. I know we are living in an area, the climate change is so fast. Every year it's warmer and warmer. So the reason is we have more CO2 in the air. So we want to store more carbon in soil. And soil is the largest carbon reserve for the, that's why I'm interested in explore the carbon storage in soil and how to increase the carbon storage using our human knowledge. I want to ask, uh, can you in plain terms, Pablo, explain the importance of soil's role as a repository for carbon, i.e. the mechanisms of carbon storage, and then go into the role that microbial communities play in maintaining or affecting carbon storage in soil? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I think it's very important to understand that the same carbon, I mean, soils are made up of soil organic matter. So it's just the accumulation of plant residues, roots, leaves, stems that over time, you know, and with the help of different actors as soil microbial communities and soil fauna form soil. So soil is a, a sink of carbon, but it's important to consider that the same carbon that is stored in soil is the same carbon we have in the atmosphere, in this case, as a greenhouse gases or CO2. So all the carbon that is stored in soil, it's not in the atmosphere promoting climate change. So that's an important first point, I think, to have it clear. So the soils store a massive amount of carbon, is the largest terrestrial reservoir of soil carbon, of, of carbon. So it's almost three times the amount of carbon that is stored in the atmosphere and two times the amount of carbon that is stored in plants. 
So even a small loss of carbon from the soil, it will mean a significant contribution to the carbon that is stored in the atmosphere promoting climate change. And what is the soil carbon coming from? So the soil carbon is just the net uh, effect of the soil carbon gains, as I told, from plant input, so from plant productivity, and the balance with the soil carbon losses to the atmosphere uh, via the decomposition of the soil organic matter by soil microbial communities. So this is balanced at that annual level, but climate change is particularly warming can affect this balance. So can decouple this relationship and particularly what is being called the land carbon climate feedback, which is kind of a difficult name to remember, but it's a very easy to understand term. I will explain right now. So this feedback means that the higher the temperatures, the higher the microbial activity and the composition of the soil organic matter that they decompose the soil carbon and emit CO2 from this biotic source. So uh, microbes are heterotrophic organisms. They do respire, decompose, and uh, release CO2 that end up in the atmosphere, contributing to fossil fuels and other CO2 sources. So the, more, the higher the temperature, the higher the microbial decomposition, the higher the carbon emissions from soils. So it's a positive feedback. Okay, this feedback is already incorporated in the IPCC projections and it's been studied for the last 20, 30 years abundantly, but there is still not consensus on its magnitude. So there is a lot of uncertainty of the mechanisms that are driving this, 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 this carbon feedback with, between soil carbon and the climate system. And much of this uncertainty comes uh, from the role of soil microbial communities will play in this whole in this whole in this whole picture. So yeah. Thank you. And um, so you've already addressed it, but at present, if nothing is done to, you know, I don't want to use the word defend, but maintain carbon storage at the very least, um, you know, and ideally enhance. If nothing is done, what is our current understanding, the projected effects? You've talked about this feedback loop. Um, I wanted to also touch upon the, I think it's mentioned in your editorial that there's there's particularly worrying effects going on in colder climates rather than warmer climates as well. So perhaps you could touch on that. You know, what, what would a world look like where we have ended up with a positive feedback of carbon from carbon storage. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, good question. So it's yeah, it's important to to say that all the carbon that we are losing from soils is added to the carbon that fossil fuels emissions are incorporating to the atmosphere. So it's on top of that, you know. So it's very important what you say. So it's very important to keep soil carbon in the soil for as longer time as possible. So to don't lose carbon, and that's where the the idea of these cold systems is, uh, are important because cold systems store the largest amount per unit of area uh, carbon compared to other systems. You have to think that in cold systems, plants grow very slow because, of course, the temperature is slow, but soil respiration and microbial decomposition is even slower. So with time, the soil carbon accumulates over centuries and millennia. You have in the other side of the picture, you have the tropical systems. In tropical systems, the microbial activity 
uh, is super is super high because you know good temperature, a lot of moisture, so the composition is high, a lot of losses, but productivity is also high. So the net result is not that much of accumulation compared with Arctic and subarctic regions. So these regions at the same time are really sensitive to climate warming, and if we release all this soil carbon that is accumulated for you know a long time period in cold systems, that will add you know to the fossil fuels emissions that we as humans are uh, contributing. So yeah, uh, soil carbon in, has these two two important points. The first of all, is try to keep the soil the carbon in the soil for as long as possible, but we could also try to enhance it with different management practices. Think about agricultural systems, urban systems, even the natural. So there are different managements where we can try to incorporate more carbon and keep it in there, which is called the natural climate solution, soil carbon sequestrations. And these are, of course, uh, um, processes where soil microbial communities play a major role. So in our, in our special feature, we are trying to add a little bit of light on this, you know, on this topic. Perfect. Thank you very much. So that, that moves forward into the question I wanted to ask you, which is how did this special feature come to be? Um, you know, where did the ideas come from? Um, and why did you feel compelled to share this research with the ecological community? Yeah, a few years ago, I think it was in 2018. I'm very bad with dates. Sorry, I think it was 2018 in the annual meeting of the British Ecological Society, which was held in, in Birmingham. I was co-chairing with Professor Mark Bradford from Yale University a thematic session on this topic, you know, with many prominent researchers as, as Tom Crowther, Johannes Roos, Rika Rinan, and many others. And we all have different and even sometimes contradictory views on the role of soil microbial communities for soil carbon and the climate change. So we did this thematic session. We published a perspective paper summarizing the main findings, but there were a lot of issues that, you know, we couldn't cover. So we keep, you know, thinking about this idea and then, yeah, uh, I team up with Ji Chen, which is an, an specialist, you know, on the more mechanistic parts, particularly on the physiological and soil and science contribution to soil carbon cycling. And then we suggested the idea to the editorial board. We were in conversation with Chuck Fox and Cathy Field, which were super helpful you know, to help us develop the idea. We got some feedbacks from six, six associate editors. They were really positive, of course, suggested a lot of change that which turned out to be very important for us. And then, yeah, we started to work. So that was about the about all. Perfect. And just, just because for, for balance, I'd like to just ask G, um, could you discuss the importance of review papers? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's made up entirely of review papers, this special feature. Why are review papers important? Why, why, why have you chosen yeah, the, the review papers model? can give a... Uh... Overview of the, the, the recent research progress. So, in this special feature, we particularly focus on the last 10 years or 20 years. The most recent findings on soil microbial research, you know, the microbial studies, um, it does starting to, to do research on soil microbiology. So, a lot of information and, and the update every day. So, that's very important to give a review of the recent research in the past decades. That's what we do in this special feature. Perfect. Thank you. And Pablo, just the last point. Uh, can you discuss 
that your perspective as a guest editor on this um you know how did it feel how were there any issues were there any things that went really smoothly and any tips you can provide for future guest editors who would like to compile a special feature on something uh, what tips well first of all i think we included some of this so in the blog we wrote regarding the this special feature so i would say just so have a good connection with the with the editorial board of the journal that was super helpful from the beginning. They suggested us something that we didn't initially thought, which was having a round of internal revision. That I think that turned to be the key, you know, the key for the success of the topic because it was a lot of extra work. I have to say because it means an informal round of revision and then the formal during manuscript submission. But this informal round of submission, just an exchange of email and a draft raft with the authors help us to avoid, you know, overlapping of topics between the different reviews to try to, of course, the authors had total freedom to focus and frame their reviews as they wanted. But I think it was good for the, you know, overall, you know, coherence and overall, you know, argumentation we were doing. So I think that it's a major, yeah, it's a major tip, just this go ahead with these internal revision rounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ensure the quality of the papers and lean on the editorial board for their perspective, but presumably also their connections, they can help you identify certain authors and certain groups that are working in the field that would be good to contribute. Fantastic. All right. I will move on to uh, G. I'd like to ask you what makes this special feature unique. So, what are the novel contributions that one might be able to find in this special feature? Mm -hmm. This special feature particular focus on the emerging findings from the last decades. So, Pablo is working through great to choose the the most active authors and the most famous authors to, to do their contribution to our special feature. So we are working on the emerging findings from uh, the microbiology and the climate change that have the potential to be integrated into the, the models for to advance our understanding of soil carbon change and particularly for the microbial mechanisms. So in this special feature, we have in total eight papers from the world leading scientists. So actually, all papers published in this special feature are invited review papers with particular focus on the new frameworks and the emerging findings from soil microbiology and climate change research. These new frameworks have the high potential to be incorporated into the new generation of advanced modeling studies. So we hope authors can know the latest research progress during the past decades. So just quickly, I'd like to pivot to Pablo. Um, with regards to the special feature, what is it that's unique about the special feature that you wouldn't be able to find perhaps in other papers or other collections or whatever that have been written about soil carbon storage? Is there anything in there that is you know, that really makes it a unique thing that it's vital for people to look at. Yeah, yeah, I think that is the combination of approaches that are dealing in each of the review papers because we have, you know, very mechanistic reviews that are dealing with specific, you know, mechanisms that are important in soil carbon storage, such as priming effect, the role of enzymes, 
And then we are also, you know, uh, investigating novel, very recent, you know, in the literature uh, discoveries that a new frameworks such as the role of the interactions between microbial necromas, minerals, and and the uh, and plant residues. In and then we have a couple of studies that are also suggesting, you know, how to how the microbial traits you know, can be incorporated into different experimental and modeling framework, you know, to to incorporate all these new findings, all these emerging, emerging frameworks and concepts that have been found in the last, let's say, 10 years, how to incorporate that to increase our, you know, predictive capability of the, of the models that we use, you know, to predict climate change effects on ecosystems. So just as we finish up, I would like to ask Pablo, is there anything else that you'd like to address? Is there something you'd like to say to our listeners or any people who could be interested in the subject? Yeah, thank you, Frank. So, yeah, I think a kind of a take-home message could be that soil microbes do matter for addressing climate change effects on ecosystems. And in this special feature, we are just offering uh, a few a few reviews on really important topics that are particularly regarding the emerging relationship between microbes and soil carbon cycle that if incorporated into theory and models can really help us to increase our predictive capability of the different um, of the climate change effects on on ecosystems perfect thank you very much for that ng is there anything else you'd like to add i want to deeply appreciate the uh, authors, reviewers, and editors for their great contribution to this special feature. Without their great contribution, we cannot reach this special feature. I hope you will give some new knowledge from this special feature. Thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you. So just to wrap up, I'd like to remind our listeners that um, the Special feature can be found on the Functional Ecology website. It's our June 2022 issue. You can find it in um, rather helpfully as well. Pablo and G have both published a blog post about how to do a special feature about the special feature itself. And they've got some great tips about any people who are interested in the subject or interested in special feature curation in general. So I'd just like to say thank you to both my guests today, Pablo and G. It's been wonderful talking to you. Um, and I really hope that the listeners enjoyed listening to you talk about this vital subject area and that they'll take home some important messages and check out the special feature. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Jim. Thank you.